another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. How you feeling today, Joe? Lovely, man. Feel, feeling good. We did our, uh, we did our first uh, online live show. We've never done that before. Um, no. It's for our Patreon members. Um, we had kind of, we really didn't, uh, you know, uh, how would you, we didn't advertise it that much. We said it a couple times on the show, like we're doing something on Saturday. What we ended up doing was a full show on, um, uh, uh, chopper chicks in zombie town from trauma to finish out our Trovember month. And boy, it went awesome. And, it was great. and, and if you ever wanted to experience a live show, and what a live show is like when we've done them in person. That was pretty close. That was that was a that was a pretty including the aftermath of the show, which is us <laughs> us ridiculously drunk um, and, and just talking shit. And uh, it it was a lot of fun. I think everyone really liked it. But it was it was the whole ass experience. You you get the whole. It, it was. Show. It was the live show aesthetic. You know, uh, I had no notes. Uh, I was just, we were both just like, you know, making it up as we go. Uh, went off topic about 500 times, but we had good interaction. And I guess it's just life in, in my 30s and during the pandemic. But uh, I got fucking wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it was insane. I was hurting. I was hurting today. I almost like kind of felt bad, like because I'm so low energy right now because I'm still recovering from a late night last night. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad that the paying, you know, the people that are patrons got got the full energy. Got the full oh man, yeah, they got they got the full ass show. Uh, uh, I, I'm a little low energy. I took a I took a Red Bull to the face just a few minutes ago, so I'm trying to pick up my trying to pick myself up here. But for the most of the day, I was fucking useless today. I was fucking. I was yes, just a fucking a mess. Um, and it was even, it was also like a live show because we even did like an after party on Instagram live, <laughs> which seemed like hours and it never cut us off. <laughs> I kept being like, it's going to cut us off soon because it cuts you off after an hour and it never stopped. And I refused yeah, to weird. release that to the public. I, that was a deleted one. You'll never see that again. <laughs> Uh, but it was a good time, man. I had a really good time. So, um, what I'm going to plan to do is, um, schedule a time with Joe, uh, for our December time. And then that way we can advertise it a lot more and you guys know what's coming on. And we're also going to be able to offer hopefully in the December one, um, a way. So if you're not a Patreon, you can pay to join us, um, just for the live show. Cause, um, we got a lot of requests about that, um, so I, I think we're gonna have to find a solution to that situation. Um, but yeah. Um, the other thing is, oh, Saturday, this Saturday, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, the 28th, we are going to do a free for everybody, uh, uh, a Thanksgiving watch along. Uh, we're not going to show the movie on our stream, but we're going to, you know, 
We're going to sync up. We're all going to watch it at the same time. And uh, Joe and I will be talking about it live on the internet. And uh, Joe if Bob. Never, if you've never seen Thanksgiving, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> if you want to see a turkey, uh, tell a woman <laughs> she has nice tits and then kill her. Uh, this is the movie for you. <laughs> uh, and also, if that is your criteria for what movie you want to see shoot me an email because i'm curious if there is anyone that's like you know what i could really use right now (laughs) a fucking turkey hand puppet (laughs) just 90 minutes of a turkey being mean to people (laughs) oh man um and uh speaking of turkeys and thanksgiving and thanksgiving we got a we got a kind of a thanksgiving movie tonight (laughs) <laughs> Wait, did we talk about this last night? We yes, you you brought up because uh, I had not seen it. I didn't watch it last night, but you said that this is the least Thanksgiving themed. So, <laughs> apparently, it's set on Thanksgiving. I, like, do they even have a turkey? They you do. Know, like, there, there's that one scene at dinner. That's it. But that's like the shittiest Thanksgiving. It's it's not a great Thanksgiving, and it seems like a dinner party. And um, other than that, we only really know it's Thanksgiving because the woman says happy Thanksgiving to somebody. Which, by the way, that... Wait a minute. Actually, none of this actually makes sense. (laughs) Wait. So, because at the very beginning of the movie, I mean, we can... The timeline, this is like the longest day in history, by the way. (laughs) For all these events to unfold in a 24-hour period is absolutely insane. Wait, this is impossible. (laughs) <laughs> okay anyway anyway we'll get into it but um we're doing blood rage today uh 1987 i believe off the top of my head yes um yes, i think it was filmed in like 81 or something like that though it, it oh yeah 83 it was filmed <laughs> um <laughs> set in and here's another thing if you're gonna make a thanksgiving movie you know i know all all every state celebrates Thanksgiving. I'm aware of that. But like if you're gonna go with the Thanksgiving theme, like probably set it in like New England or something, right? <laughs> like am I crazy? Because the Plymouth Florida Rock? vibe, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, the Florida vibe, everyone's in cutoffs. <laughs> like you just don't no, get the get fall vibe yeah. from it. Right, it's like why Christmas movies don't work in like downtown Los Angeles, you know. Right, it's it's hard to they, set. They up work there. better when the, when there's snow and yeah. Yes. I, I'm with you. Yes, um, this movie was also called Nightmare at Shadow at Shadow Woods, which okay, or Slasher, um, both okay names. He, here was my thing. This seemed like a movie more about the con- like the. the like an apartment complex. Like it was a lot like rear window and, and that is so insulting to rear window. This was nothing like rear, <laughs> rear window, but they tried to, at one point, I feel like they were like, here's all the zany characters that live in this apartment building. Um, and like, we get a little bit of all their stories. Right. And then I found out the film's working title was complex. And I was like, that makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and if you got rid of the whole Thanksgiving theme, that would have been great. Because why isn't anyone else celebrating Thanksgiving? 
They're that's the what I'm o- saying. They're the only family in the building that's celebrating Thanksgiving. The only one with a dinner, yeah. And, and again, that, that scene lasts, what, a total of three minutes? Like, Yo, at most. At most. Um, Louise La- Lacer? Is it, is, it's Louise, right? That name always gives yeah, me Louise, trouble. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Yeah, Mary <laughs> a Hartman. show that maybe, maybe two people will recognize. <laughs> Which, fun fact, if you go through her Wikipedia page, eventually in, in the writings, they start abbreviating the show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman as MH2. And I was like, <laughs> that's so bizarre that there's still like some weird little fandom in the corner of the internet that's like MH2. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you say her I name? Mean, uh, Louise Lasser. Lasser. Okay. Lasser. Okay. She's married to uh, Woody Allen for a while. Th- that's a shame. But you know what? She's n- <laughs> she's not a looker. I fucking either. hate Woody Allen. <laughs> I hate Woody Allen. And uh, she Lasser did did me no favors in this movie. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I I'm hoping you picked up on this too. Because uh, I, I just this is my second time watching it, which <laughs> I, I, I will die on the hill that we did it for this show. But apparently we didn't. But this is this is the second time I've watched this, right? And I distinctly remember having the same thought the first time, and it's that there are multiple scenes where Luis stands so still that I thought my stream stopped playing. <laughs> and, like, and like this one, this one at the end where she's kneeling, and it's like a dramatic part, and she does not move. Her face doesn't even twitch. And I'm like, wait, wait, the fuck? Did my internet cut out? She's not <laughs> it's blinking. Ha- it happened multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Uh, I've got a lot to say about Louise. Um, she she was acting her balls off. She she was banned from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> For what? Do you, had you ever heard this or no? So she was a guest on the very first season of the show. And I guess there's a lot of people that were like, she was out of her fucking mind. Like she was fucking nuts. Um, she claims she was not banned and in fact invited back. But that never happened. I don't think. <laughs> and the fact that every one of her skits that she did was she was the only one in them. There was never an there was never another actor in them. Um, probably tells you something. So, so um, but yeah, the rumor is she was the first band guest from Saturday Night Live for just bizarre behavior. Um, which, I looking mean, at her in this movie, I can I believe. see it. Yes, <laughs> I can see it exactly. Joe, she looks like a fucking basket case in this movie. <laughs> There's, she's, there's scenes where she's smiling and it, like it's honestly alarming. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they she said was yeah. in, um, she was in Frankenhooker, right? She was, she was. I think I don't know what she is though. Is she the mom? In that, um, I be- don't remember. I think she's the mom in the beginning scene. That's the only place I could put her. Like it's the only place I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the Frankenstein, the doctor, the, I'm, I'm air quoting doctor because he's not a doctor yeah. in that movie. But yeah, his his mom. His mom, yeah. Yeah, because she was, a, I remember she was like a little bit of a goofball and, you know, <laughs> Louise fits the part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and she's still around, man. She's uh, she's not an actor, really. She's she's teaching, but she's she's something else. I've got a lot to say about her, though. 
Um, <laughs> we open up this movie though uh, in in Jacksonville, Florida, the <laughs> great Jacksonville, Florida, uh, at 1974. Wait, why did they set this in the 70s? Oh, right. Wait, <laughs> never mind. I forget. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, because it was Jump. filmed in 83. And, yeah. And it, it, it jumps it, ahead. Kids in the beginning. It jumps yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I was just about to be so fucking mad. <laughs> we need to set this back 10 years for this to make sense. Okay. Never mind. I take it back. Wait, so so before before you break it down, did you not enjoy this? Uh, no, I enjoyed this. Okay. I enjoyed it. <laughs> you said- I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think you needed any of... <laughs> <laughs> Louise's parts, though. <laughs> uh, agreed. It, it would have worked just on its own as the brother escape. I, I, I'm completely with you on that. Joe, but Louise what, Lacer, she, her parts in the middle of this movie where she's... Joe, there are four, five-minute scenes of her. That's 20 minutes of her calling and talking to the operator, trying to get a hold of her boyfriend... <laughs> Who is downstairs? She just needs to go downstairs. <laughs> the same complex, which, which also alarming, and we'll go into more detail. Uh, this guy dies, and she sees him. It is one of the biggest massacres, like ever. <laughs> the biggest crime ever. scene. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, if like I've never been to a crime scene like that, so maybe when you, it's not the first thought on your mind, but. She stands behind him for about three minutes while he's not moving. <laughs> and, and she doesn't think anything's wrong or off about that. I've never seen more blood or guts, like, just thrown about a room. <laughs> but she is clearly in her eye shot. It's fucking ridiculous. Joe, and I know it might not be the first thing on your mind. However, it would be the first thing on your mind if, if your murderous son was on the You're right. Loose. You're right. You're right. And you know and you know people are on the loose. Yes. You're, you're absolutely right. You'd be like, he's dead. If you walked past the window... And you weren't able to call him, and he was just sitting in his chair. You'd be like, "That's it. He's dead in that chair. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck uh, you, out." You're one hundred percent right. Also, if you knew a killer was on a loose and you know dismantling people, why would you even be waiting outside? Like, why wouldn't you just open the door? Which she does after the third minute of Poli- him not moving, politely knocking <laughs> on the window. <laughs> oh man, no. Uh, but I, other than that, like other than those fucking scenes where I was honestly. Like, and like you said, she just like stares off into the distance for like a minute and a half and like doesn't blink. And you're like, wait, what is, ha- what is happening? Right now? <laughs> um, the gore in this though, the gore awesome. kills are like way better than it has any right to be. It's oh like, my God. It was cool. Really top notch. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And then for whatever reason, Ted Raimi is also in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did he get himself into all these weird low budget movies? This an intruder? Yeah. Honestly, honestly respect to him because he probably had way better things to be doing with his brother. I don't know why he's just popping up in these. But how did he even find out about these? <laughs> <laughs> and take the time to like go to Florida to film like it's fucking ridiculous. Like, he must have like, just somehow been in the area and then being like, hey, you want to stop by for a second? Or also imagine the director being like, like Ted reaches out to you to be like, hey, man, can I be in this? And you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you give him the part of the guy that sells condoms. <laughs> be like, uh, hey, buddy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> What did you what did you think of of our main guy who plays two different characters? 
I think. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, Joe. He's fuck. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> but Sean, but is he? So here's the thing. My first thought is I fucking hate him, and he has a stupid face, right? But, but. He somehow pulls off that you know which one of the twins he is, which which kind of makes him a good actor because because he, he there's a distinction between the two where I feel like other people you would literally have no clue what the fuck's going on, especially in a movie like this. Joe, one of them doesn't talk and just has messy hair. Like <laughs> it wasn't that. I, I disagree, I, dude. I disagree. Todd is way more he's way more soft spoken and like aware of what's going on, and the, and the other dipshit is. A fucking maniac. The way <laughs> he plays it good. The way Terry walks is, um, I wish more murderers walked like that because <laughs> he like struts around with his murder weapon. It's so bizarre, and I just wish like Freddie or Jason <laughs> like walked like that. <laughs> Hopped Not on Freddy. a <laughs> Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Michael Myers going going and, and hopping on a, uh, a diving board for, for six minutes instead of killing the person he's chasing, which he had more than ample time to do. <laughs> Why is he doing that? And when the person <laughs> runs away screaming, Michael Myers just being like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I loved you. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Oh, one more off-topic off note. before I, I love how we – every episode we've done <laughs> – it takes us 45 minutes to get into it. But on our uh, <laughs> on our Instagram Live that we do on Sundays before we start recording, somebody had said, I'm, hor- I'm as horny as a 10-peckered owl. Um, <laughs> Cinnamon Tangles has sent me three different pictures of Christian Slater saying it in the movie Pump Up the Volume. So Wait, uh, in, in what did he say it in? Pump Up the Volume. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm looking at three different pictures. So the corrections department will will make that amendment. Did, wait, did he life. say it in three different scenes, or is it just three verifications of the same scene? It appears to be three different scenes. Dude, Joe, that's fucking asinine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that should probably be killed. <laughs> and if you're Christian Slater, wouldn't you be like, "Hey, I'm not saying that again. This is fucking ridiculous." <laughs> Oh, man, that's amazing. Um, Our fans are funny, man. They find, like, the weirdest shit (laughs) and, like, verify weird shit for us. She was the one that backed him up on the live stream. She's like, oh, no, that's definitely a saying. Yeah. I've seen that movie where they say it a hundred times, and and there you go. Um, Also, real quick, because I don't think we addressed this in our uh, live stream. Um, Did uh, what did you think about Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town? Watch or not watch? I would say watch. I, I liked it a lot. I'd say watch that too. And if you watch it, you can actually still watch our live stream. Um, if you're a Patreon um, mangled tier expert, that video is still available for you to watch um, through like a secret linky thing. So check that out. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Um, it was fun, man. Like reading all the comments and stuff. I hate to dive back into it, but like it was that that format was so fucking cool. We could pull your comments. Um, it, it was fucking dope, and we could display them under us. It was awesome. All right. Yeah, can't wait for the next one. Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. Um, all right. So 1974, the Route 35 drive-in in Jacksonville, Florida. They're showing the house that cried murder. Uh, we uh, 
Uh, I wrote down a lot of notes here thinking this was the movie and it was <laughs> just the beginning. Uh, but Ted Raimi is selling condoms in what appears to be a drug deal, but he's just selling condoms. Which <laughs> <laughs> The opening scene is so bizarre like, because you, like, you see... These kids going to the concession stand and like this one fucking dweeb. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It seems like they were setting them up to be characters. Right. And it's, they, they it's 10 years in the past. They literally couldn't have less of an impact onto anything that's. No. And, and that was actually the weird thing. Cause like I wrote down, like we meet a bow hunk, this bow hunk who's buying condoms for Ted <laughs> Raimi because you assume he's going to be a character and. It turns out that's not the case at all. <laughs> but I guess it's to set up that everyone just loves to have sex at the drive-in instead of watch the movie. Uh, I mean, they're they're having full blown nude sex at the drive-in, no. which which I I know you know like you know you go to the drive-in you might, you know, might get some car head or you know you might bang in the back seat but like full out nudity. <laughs> no. with all these cars next to you. But ass naked in your car is fucking insanity. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I was, I was a little worried. Like, No, that's the most insane thing I'd ever seen. That's the most insane thing I'd ever seen in my life. Joe, like, because, like, if you're fucking fooling around at a drive-in, like, people are going to see you. So, you have to be, like, kind of cool about it. You know? you know what I mean? Like, so, like, it's, <laughs> you're not under the cover of darkness, you know? It's fucking mad. This car is literally right next to you and, and typically like filled with families. You know? <laughs> like, it's honestly quite risky to be doing that. And they are like full butt ass naked pounded in the back of a car. Not even pounded. They are like making love. Like, like romantic sex. Just don't go to the movie theater or the drive-in. Like what are we doing? Oh my God. Well... That's all going on. And while that's all going on, uh, we we get introduced to a married couple uh, with kids that are in the backseat with, like, an assault rifle. Assault rifle laying on top of them. <laughs> Which is not explained. <laughs> and it disappears immediately after. It's not there the next time you see the One kid. of the most bizarre and like, things. <laughs> and you think, like, okay, like there's going to be a massacre. But no. <laughs> so weird <laughs> um and uh, uh you know the mom is uh louise louise um lasser and she's with her boyfriend and she's like oh i don't want them to wake up and they check and the kids are sleeping um so they start going at it and louise lasser uh looks <sighs> not great man like she looks old as hell <laughs> like she looks rough in this scene, um, which I thought was odd because the kids are young. But then it made sense when it jumped forward ten years, and I was like, okay, now she's age now she's like age appropriate, <laughs> like. Um, but she, uh, she, 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 her and this guy start fooling around in the car. <laughs> the kids wake up. They go, "Mom's at it again. Let's get out of here." <laughs> um, one of these little weirdos goes and grabs an axe. He starts spying on people who are doing the butt naked, the butt naked fucking, <laughs> and then just starts chopping them, chopping this dude's face, right? <laughs> like, he doesn't cut his head off. It's more brutal than that. It's just butchering it's, his it's face. It's probably, it's honestly probably the most realistic axe kill I've seen in a movie. Yeah. 
Right, because it didn't like split his head open or anything. It was just these massive gashes in it his face. It just looked like it fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh my god. Um, the the girlfriend runs away. Um, she gets away. And what's even funnier though is for two people having butt naked sex, the guy was like, "Hey, you little creep, what are you looking at, <laughs> dude? What are you doing?" He's invading. Yeah. <laughs> Invading uh, his privacy. Yeah, and and so the the other brother. There was two brothers. One brother did the attack. The other brother's standing behind him. The other brother's like, "Here, hold this," and then just smears blood all over him. And then he's like, "Hey, he did it." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there was a witness to this crime. <laughs> that is a great point. The the girl ran away butt naked. Like obviously, she'd be called. Well, well, I guess. I guess in the writer's defense, how would she? Oh, right, that? they're twins. They're what twins. She, yeah, they're twins. She wouldn't know. You know, she ran away. So, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, okay. We'll give it to him there. We'll give it to him there. But a brother framing his other brother—that's that's something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later. Louise Lasser shows up, and this is when we learn it's Thanksgiving, and this is where it starts to make no sense about the timeline, right? Because it says 10 years later, she is visiting Todd, who is the one framed for the murder, in a, um, I guess, like a type of, like, like a asylum type of thing. Um, now, this is the very beginning of the movie, and she says, happy Thanksgiving to the guard while she pulls in. That means everything that happens here on out should be in the same day, which also includes a narration from the psychiatrist, <laughs> seemingly in the future. <laughs> do you, do you, so she goes in, she starts talking to the psychologist, and we get this really abrupt, bizarre dub over of the therapist's voice. Talking over it, but I thought it was just like bad dubbing at first because the therapist is talking like on screen. The therapist is talking to the mother and we hear the therapist talking, but it does not match up at all. Right. It was very bizarre. It was really bizarre. Um, And she's explaining how um, Todd has is no longer catatonic and he is blaming Terry. Now, this therapist also goes on to be like, yeah. This was the first time I had seen the mother. This is the same day everything happens, Joe. <laughs> this woman, I mean, I, I, know, I know it's everything's a spoiler in our show, but this woman is cut in half later in the movie. <laughs> when does she have the time to do all of this? It, it's a little right. alarming. But anyway, um, so she, she explains that Todd was catatonic because he watched the murder. He's no longer catatonic. And he said his twin brother, Terry, is the one who did the murder. Uh, The mom does not take this well, though. (laughs) No, she doesn't. But the the psychiatrist, like, does. Like, the psychiatrist, unless I interpret it wrong, is, like, all on board with this. Yes. uh, She she believes Todd, which, that's like Michael Myers... (laughs) looking at Loomis and just be like, uh, it wasn't me. And Loomis would be like, oh my God, it wasn't him. Like, we got to get to the bottom. Like, why, Meyer, why would anyone think that? <laughs> Michael Myers was like, oh uh, yeah, it was my uh, twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We have to go find the twin. It was actually Laurie Strode. Like, 
why would why would she believe it? It's the first time he talked in ten years, and why would your your first instinct not be like he's clearly lying to get out of here? Yeah, you know? I, I know. And, and the mom's also tells Todd that she does not believe him, um, and then Todd smashes up the pumpkin pie that she, she gave him and, <laughs> and smashes it on a wall. <laughs> Which also also later and uh, we when Todd escapes. We see the psychiatrist assistant who tells who tells somebody. I think it's the assistant, right? He tells somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. She doesn't think Todd did it. Like, so she's also telling other people this. Like, that's that's how much she believes Todd. Right. right. Which she also goes around telling people, "Don't tell anyone," <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think it's Todd. But then Todd will. Then Terry will get mad. <laughs> um. Terry, we then meet Terry. We cut to Terry who loves playing football with his friends and trying to act like a normal human, even though he is most definitely a reptilian. And he, <laughs> he, he, sometimes his acting is actually not terrible. And then other times he has like a line delivery of like Tommy Wiseau. Like, like, <laughs> like this scene specifically had Tommy Wiseau's foot, like thumbprint all over it. They're playing football. And he, his girlfriend catches it, and he gives her a smooch. And he's like, thanks for the kiss. <laughs> like, whoa, what the fuck? That was the most bizarre <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Thanks for the kiss, baby. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What the fuck? Welcome to Earth, Terry. You fucking <laughs> weirdo. Also, did his tie piss you off? Because like it, Joe, that- really pissed me off. And I asked <laughs> Tina, I was like, "Like Tina, does this match?" And she's like, "I don't think it's that like extreme." But like, it honestly, like really bothered me. Oh, I have it written down because it's one of the most insane things I thought I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break down that scene. shittiest outfit. That scene is coming up right now, and it's it's one of the most psychotic things I've. You should have arrested this kid on the spot based on his outfit and what he was doing in the next scene. <laughs> um. Uh, we, we, in this scene of playing football, we meet the new neighbors who are Beth and Andrea. Um, again, you'd think these people matter and they don't really, and everyone kind of gets mixed up. All these like blonde haired white people kind of just start blending together. I have no idea who any of them are. Like midway through there's, I swear he, he, Terry had like three girlfriends and I was just like, I don't know which one's the neighbor anymore. Uh, it's whatever. Um, and why even bother with the it doesn't matter. Anyway, they invite the new neighbors over for Thanksgiving dinner, which no one else is celebrating, by the way. Because like everyone else is out, there's dates going on, there's all sorts of weirdness. Um and they go to we go to Thanksgiving dinner in the first 10 minutes. So you're right, like Thanksgiving is one and done in this. And by the way, so this is Thanksgiving night, so like whatever. At dinner. Mom breaks the news that she's marrying this guy, Brad, who also happens to own the apartment complex or manage it. Yeah. That's cool. And um, Terry loses it, but like he doesn't really, he, he's playing it off, but we know he's losing it. Cause all of a sudden the music is like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like oh, I mean, I mean, dude, if you look at his face, literally everyone in the room should know he's losing it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And that's what I have here. Um, because, we also know he's a he's a fucking maniac because of the outfit he's wearing, which we talked about. It is a plaid dress shirt. The collar is popped, but it is buttoned up to the, 
<laughs> buttoned up to the neck. And then he has a red, a solid red tie on that's just dangling <laughs> around his neck. He looks like the most dise- disheveled piece of shit I've ever seen. And <laughs> everyone at the dinner table is drinking wine, except for Terry, who is the biggest glass of milk I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> What the fuck? This guy is a psychopath. Like, Psycho. Yeah. Lock yeah. this guy up immediately. <laughs> and Louise Lasser just looks, she just looks not great. Like, dude, she looks unwell. I, do you agree with me or no? No, I am with you. <laughs> like, I hate to knock her. Like, like she just looks like it doesn't seem like it's part of the character. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Well, dude, she was, I looked it up. She was born in 1939. So by the time this came out, like, oh, she's shit. fucking old. Yeah, yeah, I guess she is. Oh, man, that's crazy. Oh, boy. Uh, well, mom gets a call that Todd's on the loose. <laughs> and she's like, he he might come home. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's like, they say he might come home, but they're out looking for him. And then she goes, all right, she's telling Terry this. She's like, listen, let's just pretend nothing happened. <laughs> Which is bizarre because she's like, the therapist is on her way over right now. (laughs) Like, I don't know how she thinks this is going to play out. But it doesn't matter because Terry goes out to the dinner table and (laughs) sits down and just goes, well, looks like you'll be meeting the rest of my family. My psychotic brother just escaped. (laughs) And then just continues to keep eating. But my favorite part about that scene was they don't cut to anyone else. We just keep, it's just stayed on Terry and the mom. Terry. And and all you hear, you you hear other people that are at dinner in the background being like, hey, man, are you like fucking serious right now? And no one gets an answer. They just, they're all just kind of like, wait, what the, is this fucking for real right now, Terry? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Arguably the biggest news is that anyone around them has gotten broken to them. And he's just like, great food, mom. Oh boy. And then um the not not the cops show up because you'd think the cops would be called. Um but the cops are never called. <laughs> the cops are never searching for this guy. Instead, we get a a therapist and her assistant <laughs> who somehow has the right to hold a tranquilizer gun. You're right. Why <laughs> what somebody a known murderer has escaped. Why, why Why? were the authorities not notified? Joe, why what, was any of this allowed to happen? Why, why, why was that place not on lockdown? Like That should have been under the strictest surveillance immediately. At least in the Halloween movies, they do that. Like, the cops are, like, looking for them. Yes. Yes. The cops are not called. And not only that, but, like, a few times in the movie, some of the residents are like, we should call the police. And somebody's like, nah, we can figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Oh my goodness. Um the cops show up, they almost shoot Terry. <laughs> like this goes back to like the whole twin thing and like believing them. <laughs> the therapist is like, don't shoot him, it's his twin. And she's like, Wait, you are his twin, right? And he never answers. And she's like, Okay, like we're, we're just taking people's words for it. <laughs> just making assumptions. Uh Brad goes to his office, which is also in the apartment building. And uh, we see Terry stalking him from outside. Um, 
And Terry also politely knocks before letting himself in and cutting off his fucking hand. <laughs> Which, uh, at this point, you're like, holy shit, the gore in this is fucking crazy. It's this kill so is like- good. This kill is amazing. Yeah. Dude, the hand's holding a beer on the ground and, like, kind of wiggling. And the guy is doing, like, like what you see people make fun of horror movies for doing. It's a stub just spraying blood. And the guy makes sure to just, like, wave his stub around, like, violently. Being like, ah! Like, blood is just spraying all over the place. <laughs> yeah, dude. Who did, do we know who did the uh, effects on this? It wasn't, any, it wasn't anyone, like, known, right? I don't think so. Uh, I didn't see any notes about it. I should I should look it up. Um, what is the name of it? <laughs> Blood Rage. <laughs> yeah, I just pulled it up. I'm not I'm not seeing anything. That's so I'm sure. Wild. Someone will, will yell at us for it. But gruesome yeah, special effects like- of Ed French, who did Terminator Two. Oh, okay. All right. But I wonder if this was like Ed. his first movie. No, eighty. Oh yeah, because it was filmed in eighty three. When was Terminator Two? That was ninety. Terminator Two is ninety one. Yeah, so that may, that would that would be crazy. And this ca- this ended up coming out in eighty seven. So this might have been his first movie. Good for Ed, good, old Eddie. Good old, good for old Eddie French. Eddie Dude, French. This kind of off topic, but it, uh, it's going along with what we talked about. I'll tell you why in a second. Have you watched the new season of Unsolved Mysteries? Uh, no, I have not. I have not. Because there's one episode, so they released like the first six episodes, you know, earlier in the year, and I thought it was great. This this new batch is okay, in my opinion. Yeah. But this one episode in particular, which this this plot kind of makes <laughs> makes me think of, and there's a guy in real life who who murdered a little girl, uh, went to prison for it, and then they were just like <laughs> letting him go to art shows and then let him go to a mall to go holiday shopping uh, during the Christmas season. And when they dropped him off, uh, they didn't have anyone supervising him. They just told him to meet him. They just told him to meet back at a spot at a certain time. And of course he never showed up. And now he's been on the run since like the seventies. So so maybe this plot isn't that far off because that happened in real life. What the fuck is happening? They they inter- they interviewed this guy from from a government agency. It wasn't the FBI. It was one of the other agencies. But he was like, I cannot understand how you let a child murderer go <laughs> shopping at the mall and just sit in your car and tell him to meet you back there in six hours and then be confused <laughs> that he didn't show back up. Dude, <laughs> and six hours is such an excessive period of time <laughs> to go fucking shopping. I know. And and they 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 like let him know that he was going on this trip like months in advance so he had the most time to plan and like call people and like figure out his escape and joe what what wouldn't they be like you don't even have money this shopping trip should take all of five minutes (laughs) (laughs) i know well dude he might have had money because they were letting him enter an art show like like actual art shows with prizes (laughs) and stuff (laughs) what the fuck is happening (laughs) fucking unbelievable and then, and then one guy's like, yeah, I think they ended that program after his escape. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Of course they did. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Ridiculous. I got to watch it. Um, yeah. Well, Todd's not. Todd or Terry might be entering an art show. I don't, I don't know. Oh, and also, yeah. Speaking of, like, them not looking for him. Uh, 
the in the, what happens after this is we cut to the woods where a shrink is just walking through the woods being like <laughs> being like hey Todd I'm sick of this I'm so mad at you Todd they don't there's no evidence that Todd is even here like, we have not even seen Todd enter the premise. We saw him walking before, just like in an area that was not the apartment complex. So there's no evidence that Todd is here. And they're talking into the space as if Todd's going to be like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> I give up. And the assistant's doing the same thing, just walking around being like, hey, Todd, I got some good weed in my pocket. Why don't you come out? <laughs> Honestly, when you watch movies like this, it makes you appreciate Halloween so much more. Like, like we rip on Loomis and all that, but like, at least it was a believable, you know, psychiatric patient relationship. And like, you know, he took like, like Loomis took the like Loomis. The first thing Loomis does is like notify the authorities. Yes. He rides around with the police, right? Like, 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 and it, it just makes you appreciate that so much more because. All this had to do was literally copy that, and they still fucked it up. Like, like the, Hall- Halloween set the blueprint, and these guys couldn't even fucking get that right. <laughs> and, oh, it, it's so weird. And the shrink also in this, by the way, is the producer of the movie. Because the person who's going to play the shrink bailed. And, and then the producer was like, well, I guess I'll just play her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um well, the shrink and her assistant, they're walking around the woods. No one's even seen Todd here, so I don't know why they're calling for him. Um, Terry, though, finds the assistant and is holding the biggest machete behind his back ever. First of all, you would see it. Second of all, you would know he's holding something uh, like malevolent behind his back. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> you know? not going to do something. Also, also, he's the fucking twin. Like, this assistant... <laughs> This assistant should be very, very cautious. Am I not like you'd be like he almost please. shot him before? <laughs> like instead, he's just like, "Oh, you're Terry, huh? Well, guess what? Uh, the doc- this fucking idiot doctor doesn't think Todd murdered anybody. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, can you believe this? This doctor thinks you might be the murderer. <laughs> huh, that's weird." <laughs> Uh, well, Terry fucking stabs him in the guts. And t- the way Terry walks, he walks like such a pompous asshole. I just love it. The way he walks is so goofy. It's so fucking weird. There's so much charisma to his walk. It's true. It actually, it kind of reminds me of uh, Bradley Cooper's character in Wedding Wedding Crashers. You know, the guy <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like the fucking cocky football player. <laughs> yes, that's like the way he carries himself, which is so bizarre for a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we get the first of many bizarre Luis Lasser scenes where she's sitting on the floor of the kitchen just eating food. Okay, in a bathrobe. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you have a note on this, but I can't remember if it's like right around now or a little bit later. But they cut to her. She's nervous because she knows like shit's going down, and they cut to her vacuuming and she's chugging a, a glass of wine. Like you see her swallowing repeatedly as she puts the glass down, and there's not a fucking thing missing from it. It's still <laughs> filled to the absolute top. But we watched her. We watched her like swallowing for like thirty seconds. <laughs> This movie's so fucking weird. It's also weird when she passes out and then the next scene she's just walking around again. 
Oh my god. Well, Terry finds the shrink uh walking through the woods and you know, I didn't expect to see this happen right away. You know, I kind of felt like the shrink would be like a Loomis, you know, like a <laughs> like somebody that hangs at least till the end ish. Um that's not the case and Terry we don't see what happens right away. The, the shrink's just like, no. And we cut to another scene and then it cuts back and she is split in half, dude. And her legs are like 20 feet away from her fucking body. Yeah. A fucking awesome kill. Oh my God, dude. The gore is fucking nuts. It is, it is like meaty and gross. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And I, I really did like at this point, I loved this movie. I was like, this is nuts. Um, Terry is also has a really hard time understanding how blood works <laughs> because he goes home, which he shares with his mom, but sometimes they're not in the same home. Sometimes they are. I don't fully understand it. Uh, and Terry, Terry does not understand how blood works because he looks at it and he's like, oh, that's not cranberry sauce. Like, wait, what? The fuck? <laughs> fuck. And then he's confused when it's like stained his skin and he's like scrubbing it. And he's like, why isn't this coming off? <laughs> Fucking you're doused in blood. Um, we see Terry go to his neighbor's house. He's cleaned himself up. He goes to his neighbor's house. The, the, the new neighbor, she throws herself at Terry, but it's, it's a no go, man. Terry doesn't want anything to do with her. He's, 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 he is content. Um, kind of with his girlfriend because otherwise I don't know why he's really there. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and Terry's real girlfriend, speaking of her, she does show up. Yeah. And she can't find Terry, but she does find Todd, who can't talk again for some reason. Except <laughs> except for at the very... <laughs> well, okay, we get one of those amazing scenes where somebody's like... Oh, you're so quiet. Why are you being so quiet? You're you always get quiet when you're high. That's so funny. And they do like a million lines while the other person's just standing there silently. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that happens in the original Halloween too, right? When he's dressed up as the ghost. Yeah, yeah. And the girl's like, "You're so quiet and sexy." <laughs> like just talks for like 5 minutes. Uh and we get that scene. But but Todd does end up talking and he's like, "I've never kissed a girl." <laughs> <laughs> the fuck dude like, when he talks to Todd he sounds like such a fucking idiot and then at the very end I'm not gonna spoil it right now but he's just repeating the same line over and over and he's, it's honestly like, excruciating <laughs> it was fucking awful him and Le- him and uh, Louise just screaming the same words like not in sync <laughs> off, dude. slightly off sync just pissing me off fucking cacophony of bullshit <laughs> Fucking animal collective. <laughs> Fucking noise. Um, oh, boy. Anyway, so, yeah. So, so Terry's girlfriend sees Todd and freaks out, obviously. Um, Todd tells... Oh, yeah. No, I, I already said that. Um, so, she runs away, right? And she meets the whole football gang who's just drinking and driving, which... Might be the most realistic thing for a small town, <laughs> but they're just drinking, driving, and the the football team's there, and, and she's like, Terry's insane brother is here, and they're like, don't be ridiculous, and she's like, no, we found out at dinner. They're like, oh my God, and 
Artie, who's one of these bozos, like, that's it. I'm going to bash in Todd's fucking head with a baseball bat. <laughs> like, not advised, probably. <laughs> oh, and that's that's what it was. They were like, maybe we should call the cops. And Artie's like, I got this. And just grabs a fucking bat and, like, runs into the woods. Um, but he does not. He does not find Todd. <laughs> he does not find Todd. Um there's a there's a babysitting scene where we meet. We, we're getting splintering stories here, right? This is where it starts yeah. setting up like a little bit where I mentioned like rear window, which it's not at all like. But there's just we're in this like apartment complex and there's all these stories, right? And they tried to do that randomly in the middle of this movie because we get splintering stories. We get the football kids who are two couples that are kind of splitting up at this point. We get this couple who came back from date night um, where Terry and the new girl are babysitting um, and, and they're horny as hell. This is the horniest town of all time. Also um, horny, hornier <laughs> than a 10 pecker owl. So we see that storyline and then we meet a storyline with a little girl who's lost her fucking cat that Todd meets and is like, go home and never open the door. Like, okay, like that's foreshadowing. You have to take a note on that. And it is the least payoff, <laughs> the least payoff to a setup I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kidding me? Just cut that scene out. I don't want to see it. What the fuck? And it's supposed to pay off in the, like, oh yeah, like these are all the people we've seen, right? Like at the end, basically, we, we kind of encounter everyone. That we've met in the complex, but there's there's none of that like because you don't care about these people; they're all fucking bizarre. Um, so the first of these splintered stories. Oh wait, also I just want to say there's a scene where Todd finds the dead therapist, the dead shrink, and like picks up her legs and like tries to reattach them. Put her, they put her back together. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and like like generally confused. It's why it's not working. Like, well, why didn't she get up? Like, Todd's not supposed to be like unintelligent. He he's just catatonic from an event. Like he tries to put her back together. That doesn't work. It was the most ridiculous <laughs> fucking thing. You're absolutely right. He's not. They never once paint him as unintelligent. No, he's fine. <laughs> he, he just doesn't speak. Um. Well, so we go first to the couple that came back from date night. It's a it's a mother of a baby. Um, that kind of randomly comes into play for some fucking reason. I don't know why they went with that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's like supposed to fake you out because the baby cries like at four different parts, and like you're kind of like, is he gonna do something to this? But but I'm you know? I never you know when you hear the baby cry, it's never when it's like like he never does the Michael like look down at the baby, and then you're like left with a feeling of dread until you. Yeah, ultimately dude, dude, find at out at one the- point <laughs> at one point he's like hey you better go check on it like, <laughs> what it's so fucking weird um so we meet this couple and, and they're trying to have some sex uh and then the door rings there, there's a knock on the door he goes and gets in it's fucking terry um we cut back to the the the, the gal the mom and she's <laughs> she's getting all gussied up and then she goes to the door to try and figure out where her 
her new man just went and his head is just hanging from the, in front of the fucking door by a string of awesome. lights. That's awesome. So fucking good. Um, and then she's like, Oh my God. And then she runs in back into the house and she's like, put it, she's like going to the closet to get her coat and fucking Terry comes out and is like, here you go, honey. And like puts the coat on for her. <laughs> fucking so weird. Oh, boy. Um, Todd finally gets into his house, which, by the way, every door we've seen in this movie has been made of glass. And somehow, no, every <laughs> and they've all been unlocked. And somehow, everyone's just like, how do I get through this door? <laughs> it's true. They've all, <laughs> all been sliding glass doors with no window, like no curtains either. No curtains. <laughs> and Todd's, Todd's been trying to get into his own house for... For, for the entirety of the fucking movie. He just keeps looking in the window like, oh, if only I could see my mother. <laughs> like, and he finally gets in by just opening the fucking door. Uh, and he sees his mom's passed out in the fucking hallway. Cause, cause seemingly because she drank herself, right? She's been drinking yeah. wine. Um, and then he puts her to bed. And then, literally, the next scene, <laughs> Louise Lasso, who's just passed out, is now up drinking again in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. And now comes the first of, like, five scenes where she's talking to an operator on the phone. Being like, yes. put me in touch with Brad, goddammit! <laughs> you mentioned it before. It's... it's <laughs> We're not exaggerating how time-consuming these are and how completely unnecessary they are. And also, you mentioned before, they live in the same fucking complex. The guy literally owns the complex. Just walk there. Like, why are you calling the fucking operator? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And, sh- dude, she is acting her ass off in these scenes. Like, she is putting 100% of emotion that she's like, why won't you just connect me with Brad? <laughs> If you're the operator, you're probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? You won't answer. I, I don't know what to fucking tell you, lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. We get a whole tennis scene that I didn't quite understand. Uh, it, but it was a whole game of tennis. <laughs> We're Dude, nothing. I, understand, I, didn't, I didn't understand any of their dialogue in this scene whatsoever. Or, I didn't either. Like, what? What happens to cause him lying? He's lying on the ground on his back afterwards. Like so he's like, and then he has the tennis ball somehow. I have no idea what happened in this scene, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think Terry did either, because Terry's watching from the woods and is like, Jesus. Like I feel like Terry was so bamboozled he didn't even want to kill. Him. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> he's like, this is so fucking. I think bizarre. you're right. Yeah, <laughs> completely hoodwinked. He like showed up to kill him, and they're acting so fucking weird that he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> It's like, maybe they're the crazy ones. Maybe I can leave these two fucking alone. This is fucking nuts. Whatever I'm watching is fucking insanity. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that scene happens. And then we come back and Louise is crying to the operator again. Being like, please let me talk to him. Dude, the operator would just cut off your fucking phone. They they would be like, "Don't answer that fucking phone anymore." This woman's out, lost her fucking mind. <laughs> also, I'd be like, I'd, I'd trace the number and be like, "Hey, wait, this is right next to you. You live next door. It's, <laughs> it's downstairs. Knock on, the door. <laughs> knock on the fucking door." 
yeah, so that happens. It'll happen a few more times. Uh, we cut now to two people who I have no idea who. They're fucking on a diving board. Can't think of anything worse or more uncomfortable than that. I- <laughs> Dude, literally on the ground next to the pool. Like, you know... <laughs> Or in the pool. Like, there's so many more viable options than the fucking bouncy-ass diving board. <laughs> It'd be fucking awful. Um, and Terry shows up, and he just he's like, you stop that. And then just fucking cuts the guy's throat, slashes the girl up. Dude, they're fucking brutal kills, man. And they're not, to- they're not totally over the top. They're actually a little too realistic. They're kind of skeevy. <laughs> like, Dude, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, we, I said it during the, the hatchet scene. Like, all these kills look like they hurt, and they look like what would actually happen yeah. if some guy was killing people with a machete. Right. Like, in Chopper, Ch- <laughs> in Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, uh, people's heads were falling off from nothing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where the and guy's head's in a fire. window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the heads just fall off and immediately catch on fire. Uh, that is not this movie, man. Like, it, they're more realistic kills, and it's it's a little crazy. Um, Great. Yeah, well, we're back to Louise, who is still calling <laughs> the operator. <laughs> and screaming, please don't do this to me. Please don't do this to me. And this time, I don't think she's even talking to the operator. I think she's talking to the phone. Like, she's telling the phone not to... Like, please work, phone! (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Dude, I'm so happy because I just saw notes. Like, like a page down on this page, it still says Louise is still fucking talking to the operator. (laughs) It it is not exaggerated. (laughs) How much time is... (laughs) 90% of her role is doing that. <laughs> the other half is sleeping. <laughs> and drinking wine. Oh, my God. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Terry Terry, uh, Terry's back. Uh, he scares Artie and his real girlfriend. Not Artie's girlfriend. His own girlfriend. Um, who are kind of in a weird scene right there. Um, and then he kind of shoes Artie away. Artie's kind of got a thing for his girlfriend, but none of this matters. I don't know why I'm explaining it because this has a payoff. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Artie leaves and he gets in his car and Todd is in the fucking backseat, Michael Myers style. And like, who was Todd waiting for? Like, Todd has been in a prison for 10 years. He doesn't know who these people are or why would he know who that guy or whose car that is or when he would come back, you know? But anyway, he waits there. And also, uh, Sean, Todd could have just stopped this the entire time. Like, he's always, like, right behind Terry, you know? And, and even even in this scene, I know, I know we're talking about it right now, but in this scene, he he's face-to-face with Terry. And he has a gun. Joe, like, just fucking end it. Joe, my favorite thing about this scene is so, it's, it's literally goofy. It's the goofiest shit I've ever seen. Because... He holds Artie at gunpoint and is like, you're going to help me get him, right? And Artie's like, yeah, whatever you say. And Terry and his girlfriend are in the house and they're about to get down when they're interrupted by Artie at the door. And Artie's like, uh, hey, your brother's here. And Terry's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like, what? And looks and makes eye contact with Todd and Todd just sprints in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the Napoleon Dynamite of fucking... <laughs> fucking- <laughs> Killers. 
Again, he's fucking armed. Like, like, even if you don't want to kill your brother, just like shoot him in the leg or something. Like, oh, he, you just, know? he just runs away. And then Terry's like, Runs away. And Terry's like, He needs to be stopped. <laughs> he looks like the least threatening human being of all time. <laughs> I also love the character of Artie, too. I'm glad you said Goofy because the whole. The whole scene right here is like the goofiest thing I've ever seen in a horror movie. Even when he's held a gun, he's like, "Hey, man, you're the you're the one with the gun. Whatever you say." And then immediately he's like, hey, "This fucking crazy idiot thinks that you're the killer." <laughs> <laughs> crazy idiot. Oh uh, yeah, and then and, and Artie and uh, and Terry like go to look for him, and they find a, a bag of Terry's weapons. Um. Including the machete and a fork, a giant like grill fork, <laughs> and uh, and Artie picks up the machete and there's covered in blood. And I I, I guess this is a popular line because people were saying it to us last night. But that's not cranberry sauce, Artie. <laughs> yeah. No shit, buddy. It's on a fucking machete. You're the only one that <laughs> seems to think that blood might be cranberry sauce whenever you see it. Second time he says it. <laughs> Um, and then he stabs Artie in the fucking neck with a fork. <laughs> Hard way to go, man. That would fucking hurt. Which again, I forgot it was Thanksgiving until you see the fucking carving fork <laughs> to the guy's neck. <laughs> he mentions cranberry sauce. Oh yeah, this is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep talking about cranberry sauce. That'll make it like Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Terry meets back up with his girlfriend. By the way, there was a scene earlier in the movie where he, she, oh, it's when she's talking to Todd, but thinks it's Terry. And she's like, Terry. And she basically lists like all these awful things about Terry. She's like, you're a real piece of shit. And you never talk to me. And you basically hate me. And I think I want to make love to you. <laughs> One of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Um, uh, and then Terry sees his girlfriend and he's carrying his machete co- and he's covered in blood now also. And his girlfriend's like, hey, uh, what, what, what the fuck is that machete for? And he's like, oh, yeah, this is Todd's. He's, a, he's gone nuts. He's killing everyone. <laughs> and then Terry does his giant Vlad Guerrero fucking machete swing fucking whiffs. He's dispatched everyone with ease in this movie. Um, except this girlfriend who he either is trying not to kill actively or, or just misses horribly, uh, every <laughs> single time. <laughs> fucking weird fucking dude. Um, yeah. So, uh, this, this leads to a chase scene, right? Where, oh, and by the way, uh, another scene of Louise talking to the operator being like, where is Brad? <laughs> and the operator being like, I, I don't know, man. And then Terry is just chasing his girlfriend, but while also like playing with dead people that he somehow managed to prop up in the meantime. And like using them as puppets and being like, yay, <laughs> just, just to fuck with the girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, and the girlfriend goes to a door and is banging on it. Please let me in. And it's the little girl who is told not to let anyone in. And she doesn't. <laughs> That's the scene. That's the payoff for that fucking scene. <laughs> she goes to the next door, which is the couple who had the baby. Who, you know, the, the baby's now an orphan, which is sad. <laughs> so she grabs the baby. 
She sees Todd outside, locks the door, but now Terry's inside the house, which, I mean, I guess if you can't tell them apart, I guess, yeah, I guess she thought maybe she was doing it. Anyway, the doors are glass, so you think Todd's going to come in and save her from Terry the psycho? (laughs) Instead, Todd and Terry make eye contact again, and Todd runs away (laughs) for the second fucking time. So, like, why is Todd even back at the house? Like, if he doesn't want to kill Terry, what the fuck is he doing? What was the point of escaping? Exactly. What was the point of escaping? Every time he sees them, they lock eyes, and he's like, (laughs) just fucking (laughs) runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, The girlfriend, who I wish I knew her name. I don't, though. Karen? What is it? I think it's Karen, right? Karen. She, um... She... (laughs) She somehow evades death by hiding basically in plain sight and then hitting Terry in the dick with a fucking telephone. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not going to be not funny. Or that's not never going to what it's never going to be not funny. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, the, whole, the whole the whole Hans Molman getting hit in the nuts winning the Oscar. Yeah. Dude, fucking slamming a phone into the guy's dick. And by the way, <laughs> that guy acts like his nuts hurt for like three scenes <laughs> and just keeps being like geez Karen why'd you do that <laughs> honestly the best the most believable acting of all time imagine getting hit in the, the fucking dick with the phone <laughs> oh my god um we cut back to Louise Louise um and she does the most insane thing in the whole movie, which is for some reason she's throwing out old food. Like, dude, it's the same day as Thanksgiving. Like, it's not, <laughs> not a fucking week later. She's like, oh, these fucking leftovers. Like, but she's throwing them away. Also, to, you don't need that. <laughs> you don't. And she, but wait, this is like also weird. It, Louise is throwing them out into a bagless garbage can. That's my biggest issue with this scene. There's no fucking bag in the garbage can. Fucking gross. <laughs> But the, the point, you fucking disgusting freak. Put a gar- garbage bag in there. But the point of this scene is she pulls out a bloody shirt and it, she's got a face like, oh my God. But doesn't matter because she doesn't think Terry did it. So. <laughs> dude, dude, that is like my favorite part. Like, because that should be the revelation. And, and honestly, honestly, that would make it like a well-written movie, right? Like she's like, oh my God, it's, it's been the wrong one. The whole time, right? And then at the end, at the end, there'd be redemption, right? But she she does not connect those dots, and as we'll find out, she's completely devastated by what's about to happen, right? And so the only thing we could assume is she found the shirt and was like, "Oh God, Terry ate all the cranberry sauce." <laughs> <laughs> that must have been her revelation. The whole, the whole fucking family just thinks blood's cranberry sauce. <laughs> Oh, God, he ate all the cranberry sauce. <laughs> Terry, no. Uh, well, the cranberry sauce makes her be like, oh, I should, uh, I should, I should finally go <laughs> see if my fucking fiance's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just screaming at the screen. Dude, I, why Why was that what triggered it? And not trying to get the operator to put you through for fucking five hours. <laughs> Literally hours went by in the movie. Because, wait, who's... Sh- wait, is that even... 
It's not even Brad's t-shirt, right? It's Terry's t-shirt. It's Terry's shirt, yeah. So why would she go check on Brad after this? <laughs> like, if it was Brad's t-shirt, you'd be like, I better go check on Maybe Brad ate cranberry sauce, too. Yeah. I don't get I don't get I don't get why the non contact as we as as we were forced to watch for the last hour didn't trigger her to go check on him, but finding her son's bloody t shirt did. <laughs> oh my god. Well she goes down to Brad's house, she knocks politely, nothing nobody answers, even though he's sitting in the chair. His corpse is propped up on the chair. And uh she finally lets herself in. And takes like four minutes of talking and being like, Brad, Brad, I think Todd's loose. (laughs) Like weird shit. And then finally realizes it. And and there is blood all over the room, all over the fucking curtains. (laughs) It's everywhere. And still she sees him and is like, no, this can't be. This can't can't be real. Also, she, uh, she like, touches him, and his head falls over and fucking splits in half. <laughs> fucking the gore's amazing. It's a cross-section of his fucking brain. She yeah, splits it gross. clean in half, yeah. All right, well, we cut back to the girlfriend who's running away with the baby, and, you know, you have a baby, you bring it to the safest place you can, uh, the fucking ledge of a pool. <laughs> <laughs> fuck is your plan you went into an indoor pool and sat at the ledge of the pool like oh, this seems like a good idea <laughs> um and terry shows up and starts jumping on the diving board and is like oh hi there karen <laughs> karen screams runs away shoves the baby in a cabinet um next to two fucking defiled naked corpses but she thinks the cabinet's a good place for the baby <laughs> Uh, Louise we go back to Louise and now she has a gun and she is pulling out all the stops in acting right here she's like I'm going to make everything alright I'm going to make everything alright <laughs> uh, the girlfriend gets away um, she finds Todd who also has a gun but that gun for whatever reason doesn't work <laughs> I don't know. Then the two brothers have a battle in the pool, which word of advice to everyone. No more fights in pools. They're awful to watch. They're so fucking stupid and slow and boring. And it just water splashing. <laughs> Nothing is happening. I did fucking treading through dude, fighting someone in water. It's so pointless. It's so fucking dumb. Like, honestly, if mean, if I was trying to kill somebody and there was a good chance I might lose that fight anyway i'd be like listen man like can we just do this out of the water like (laughs) i know you there's a chance you can kill me out of water but i don't really i don't care like this is fucking insanity like (laughs) nothing's gonna happen in this we're just gonna be splashing each other (laughs) uh well the two brothers battle it out but in walks mom just as terry's getting out and uh uh she shoots terry in the guts then in the fucking eyeball, and then four more times. <laughs> um, and you think, you know, she's put the pieces together. She found the bloody shirt. Uh, That's, <laughs> Terry killed her husband, is, her future husband. Honestly, fucking alarm. <laughs> she, 
Todd and the mom have this super dramatic and almost romantic in a very disturbing way. (laughs) (laughs) Their lips were so fucking close. (laughs) They're talking so so passionate. (laughs) So fucking disgusting. Um, It made me really uncomfortable. And... And they have this, like, really, like, heartwarming scene where she's like, I'm going to take care of you, baby. I'm always going to be there for you, baby. And then she's like, <laughs> this scene rules. She's like, Todd's gone now, baby. It's just you and me now, Terry. It's just you and me. <laughs> and then Todd's like, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And then uh, not only does he say I'm Todd, but he goes and walks Puts his face against the wall for some reason and says, I'm Todd for the next seven minutes while, while Louise is also saying it, not in sync, just over each other. It's just a fucking headache. She's like, he's Todd. And he's screaming, I'm Todd. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the girl is just sitting, it'll just, it'll just, it'll like cut to the two of them, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then like once in a while, cut to the the girl that survived. It's just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and holding a baby. And then what's, what's even better is that you almost forget that that girl's there. After, Cause this scene actually lasts for like a few minutes of them just screaming like, I'm Todd. <laughs> and, and then Louise picks up the gun and blows her fucking brains out. And then it just cuts to the girl and she's like, what the fuck? And runs away. She finally leaves. She's like, oh, I guess I should have left a while ago. Yeah. And then the cop sirens play in the background as if we were expecting them to ever show up. And that's how it ends. That's like, the end. No, honestly, fucking depressing. Freeze frame on Todd. For Todd. <laughs> Freeze frame on Todd's stupid face. He's probably going to go back to jail <laughs> <laughs> for more murders. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's uh. That is blood. Rage. I fucking love it. I think it's fucking great. I think it's, it's so great, fucking it's stupid. Great. Again, cut out a few of those Louise parts and you've got yourself like a tight movie. I agree. I agree. Um, but I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Louise uh, knocks it out of the park in this. Oh, man. One of our uh, shorter episodes of the new run. Uh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm fucking exhausted. Uh, that live show last night took everything out of me, man. It it was fun though. It was super fun. And uh, thank you to all the Patreon fans uh, who did that with us. It was awesome. We'll we'll get the date for the next one. Um, and next Saturday, the twenty eighth, I think the twenty eighth Saturday. Again, we are doing a watch along for Thanksgiving. We're doing it live. Uh, it'll be on um, several sources. We'll probably do um, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere where you can watch us. Twitch. We'll try to do a few sources um, all at the same time. So, you know, whatever your preference is, you can watch along with us. Um, and that's it. Do we have anything else to talk about? What's our next movie? Are we going to do Black Christmas? Oh, shit. Yeah, we did not talk about that. So, we've got a few movies up our sleeves, huh? We got... It, so, 
Black Christmas is a new remake? Yeah, it came out last year. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we should do that. Right? It's on H- It's on HBO now, so people that have HBO subscriptions can watch it. Oh, cool. So let's do Black Christmas. And we also talked about doing... What was that movie you fucking said? Yes, it, it's fucking... Um, I'm, it would be nice if I prepared for this. It's like dial something. <laughs> I dial love that you were the one that was like, do you want to talk about what the movies are? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dial cold dial code Santa Claus, but it also has like eight different titles for some reason. So came that out in is, 1989. That is, that is a non-English movie. So this will be our first, first, um, not dubbed. I mean, maybe it is dubbed. I don't know. I haven't, seen a copy of it yet but um it'll probably be our first subtitled movie i'm curious to see how that goes but if there is a movie worth it giving it a shot it's this one Dude, it looks fucking bananas <laughs> i can't wait to watch it looks this. like the most insane thing ever made <laughs> and home alone ripped it off man <laughs> you're right it came out the year before <laughs> It looks crazy. It looks insane. All right. Um, so we're Thomas, the- a, Thomas, a very intelligent and resourceful child, is left alone with his beloved and fragile granddad on Christmas Eve when a psychopath dressed as Santa Claus breaks into their mansion and starts chasing them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. I'm on board. Uh, that looks amazing. And then we actually have, Jesus Christ, one, two, three, four, five weeks of December shows. Um, that's... That's fun. Should we wait? Should we put it off a week? I think we should put it off a week and do four weeks of December content. Okay. Does that make sense? Because like it's December first will be our next show. Okay. And it's like I don't know. Wait. What do you think about that? Because like I feel like there's wait. not that much December content for us. I'm trying to do the math. So, so our our next episode. Like this, this one comes out on Tuesday, so the next one would come out on December first. Yes, and you're and you're saying don't do, maybe not hit up the Christmas movie. yet. Okay. Does that? Do, how do you feel about that? Uh, what do, What would you like to do? I don't know. I've got a list here. Let's see. Let's see what's on this list. These are lists that people um, recommended. Um, Did we ever do the Ginger Dead Man? No. What? Is that a movie? Yeah, Gary Busey plays a killer gingerbread man. Oh. Fuck. I think we did do it, dude. If we didn't do it, we did one of them. For sure. Because we did, like, a bunch of Charles Band movies, remember? Like, we did, like, Full Moon. Like, a Full Moon Month once. I don't know why we did that. (laughs) Sounds terrible. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Fucking awful. (laughs) Um, let me just look here. Um, cause I have, I have, uh, oh fuck. We already did that. Um, wait, is Munchies a Christmas movie? Uh, that can't be true. That's the one our buddy Mike wants us to do more than anything. Which Mike? Buzz or? N- no. Mike A. Mike A. Okay, well, because to be fair, this seems like a movie that because at least Mike A would be like, this movie is a piece of shit and, and it'd be right up your show's alley. Buzz would be like, this is one of the greatest movies of all time and, and be generally confused why people <laughs> think think otherwise. 
All right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's just do it. Let's do let's do the new Black Christmas next week. We've got some other shit we can do. We'll we'll find some shit. All right, everyone everyone take it easy. <laughs> we'll do we'll do some real duds. We'll do some real duds. Have we done all the Silent Night Deadly Nights? We have. Except maybe the first one. I don't know if we ever did the first one. I know we did two. I know we did three for the part threes, and then we did five and four out of order. So we did five first, then mm-hmm. four. We we've never done Santa's sleigh. We have not with Goldberg. However, here's the thing: I feel like if we use all these up, we're not going to have ever have a Christmas movie ever, ever, ever again. again. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. We should probably not do it. <laughs> um. All right. Here's here's some options that I've written down over the last uh, since we started here. Um, there is a movie called, these are things people sent to us. Oh, oh, fuck. We got to do the star Wars Christmas special this year. Uh, I watch it every year. So All right, done. Let's do that. Well, but it's anyway. so miserable. It's so fucking miserable. <laughs> Wait, they made a new one with Lego in it. Um, I saw Lego you uploaded one. it to Plex. Yeah. It's, uh, and it still takes place on life day or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Have you Did ever seen the Chewbacca's hand? Dad. Have you ever seen the hand by Oliver Stone? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I've read about it. I wonder if that's good. And then another one's called Magic. It's not <laughs> another. <laughs> Who did magic? <laughs> what? Who did magic? Who sent it to us? No, no. no. Who directed it? Oh, like, what, I'm, what's ma- I'm why, looking it up. Magic. But Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret are in it. It's about a ventriloquist? Yeah, it is. Yes. In 19... 19- fucking dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> the film was directed by Richard Attenborough. Wait. Yes. Wait. <laughs> so, you know, Wait, the guy that does the voices? The no, voiceovers? that's David Attenborough, his brother. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, did he play Santa Claus? Um. Oh, Oh, he's the guy from Jurassic Park. Richard Attenborough. Richard Attenborough is the guy, the um, the doc, the the DNA guy. Oh, okay, okay, yes, I got you. So he, no, he plays. Yes, yes, yes. He plays Santa Claus on the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, uh, the one from the nineties. Yeah, and he <laughs> directed this for some reason. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Um, I'm interested in it. Wait, but it's 78. That's dicey, man. It's Dude, dicey and it's, it's British. It's, it's just, it's just going to be... Yeah. <laughs> no no disrespect to our friends across the pond. It's going to be boring. Boring and British as hell. Dude, 70s British, no thank you. People are like... I, when people tell me, like, oh, the Tales from the Crypt movie, like the original movie, that's what you got to watch. No, you don't. I've never seen anything so slow-paced in my life. <laughs> Wait, is that the one with the cat that jumps down the guy's throat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, let's see. We got uh, another one I wrote down here is called Grave Misdemeanors, 1989, an American zombie comedy film. Now we're talking Grave Misdemeanors. It's also known as Nightlife. Um, John Astin's in it. Scott Grimes, who I don't know. Um, when was this made? 89. This looks like a USA film. 
For sure. It centers around a high school nerd named Archie Melville, who is harassed from beyond the grave by the zombie corpses of his former high school bullies after they are brought back to life by a freak lightning storm. (laughs) Okay, now we're talking. All right, this is the one. (laughs) The one before is probably like an okay movie, but it's going to be like Shakespearean acting. (laughs) Joe, 100%. 100%. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, let's do do this. Let's do Grave Misdemeanors um, to kick off December, and then we'll we'll put together a plan for the rest of December that doesn't just... All right, so, so... So this one's the next movie we're doing. Yes. Grave Misdemeanors, a.k.a. Nightlife. A.k.a. Animas. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was called, uh, in the zombie movie encyclopedia, it was called A Laborious Living Dead Exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Let's... Scott Grimes is in, is in Critters and Critters too. Oh, good for him. Directed by David Acumba. What is this rated, though? Can we... Um, Nightlife 1989. This must be fun for our listeners. Um, <laughs> it's got some decent ratings. It's R. It's, it's R. It's All right, R. we're done. We're done. This is it. So not, rated R. This will be fine. <laughs> this will do, pig. This will do. <laughs> All right, um, so that's what we're doing. Grave Misdemeanors, Nightlife, whatever you want to call it. Um, it looks like it might be available on YouTube in like 45 parts if you want to watch it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to upload this one to uh, the, uh, the for the Plex fans too. Um, I'll find a Dropbox link and put it up there if I can find a Dropbox link. <laughs> if you're picking up what I'm putting down. All right, anyway, that's it. Um, so that's what we'll do next week. And then we'll plan, uh, all of our December and we'll have that information up for you guys this week, including when the Knicks live show will be, but join us this Saturday for Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving killing live stream. I think that's going to be a blast. Um, if, if, if there's any indication (laughs) from, from last night's show, this is going to be nuts. So (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, check us out. Patreon.com slash I hate horror. Uh, Instagram at I hate horror, uh, Twitter at I hate horror show. Um, Joe, what's your Instagram? Boognish1985. That's the one. Uh, you got anything else, man? Dude, I'm, I'm looking at my desk where I record right now and it's left over from last night. And it looks like, <laughs> looks, looks like that picture of, uh, Whitney Houston. Sing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So yeah, join us uh, for live shows. We'll make <laughs> that. Fucking... Let's make that the album cover for that. We'll release it as a CD. <laughs> we'll make it the album cover. <laughs> I mean, it's way more tamer. It's just fucking white claws and trulies <laughs> and shot shots and empty empty hard liquor bottles. But anyway, uh, this this return has uh, ruined my life. So, um, it's the quarantine. It's the quarantine. It's not the return. <laughs> Blame it on the quarantine. Yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, that's it. I'm excited. Um, Yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. And we appreciate you all, all the Patreon supporters. You guys are the best. And all of our fans in general are the best. Really appreciate all of you. Um, And that's it for this week. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. 